Hey everybody, Scott here from Bivalence Podcast, telling you about another awesome podcast you can check out called the Positive Punker Podcast, hosted by Tyler Adams of the Follow-Ups. And Tyler sits down and talks to people in the Pokemon community about their mental health and addiction, how they overcome it. And what Tyler's doing is so important, and he's such a great friend of ours, so please check it out. Also, before this episode starts, we have an awesome exclusive track from the Zoonoids off their new 7-inch split with the Proton Packs entitled Abandon All Hope. Please check it out and give them a like and give a listen and enjoy this episode. Thanks, everybody. everybody welcome back to another episode of ambivalence i'm scott i'm nick that's my co-host and tonight we have some awesome people joining us tonight we have matt and show from the zoonoids and we are so stoked to have them on guys thanks so much for joining us hey. yeah man thanks for, uh, having thanks us. for having us oh this is great so you guys have so much going on right now you have you have you just had their split come out with proton packs which i want to get into you have t1 fest coming up you have the Lillington's tribute coming up. Like you guys are just going all over the place right now. It's it's amazing. Well, yeah, uh, we're pretty stoked about the uh, Proton Pack split that just came out. Uh, what is it? Two days ago now, the twentieth uh, this Friday. So, one turned out um, as far as the art and the music. Uh, the Proton Pack songs are really good. So, uh, you know, I advise everyone to pick one up. Yeah, whose whose idea was it to get? Like, get the proton backs and you guys on a split like that's a win-win situation right there um you know it's it's been going on the kind of behind the scenes for for months and months now uh uh nate or john one of their ideas but um uh i i had had the both of the songs pretty much done you know and in the can and uh, it's, it's been a fun process working with the Proton Packs and, uh, you know, with John and Nate on the art and everything, the art direction, um, the layout, and uh, picking out the colors and stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, that, the art, that, that cover's so badass. It's, it's awesome. And it's like you and Proton Packs. Are, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, and like I said, like you and Proton Packs are like, that's just a, that's just a, like a winning combination right there. Like, it's just, it's perfect. I mean, two very great bands, in my opinion. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, I'm still surprised that Proton Packs wanted to do it. I've been a fan of that band since Space Opera. Oh, there's, yeah, they're they're great, man. They're so good. Yeah, I per- got um, Paradox. It's Paradox, right? That record. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. On, uh, yeah. I got it on like blue green vinyl uh, a while ago from Mom's Basement, and uh, definitely, I want a copy of Space Opera, man uh i they're like sold out on vinyl so i'll i'll get one someday mm-hmm. <laughs> so. they need yeah, to repress with that one john if you're listening you want to repress so um so you got that going on on fest coming up but the like that's a killer lineup too uh 
I can't believe how many people are <laughs> on the first night. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, insane. the lineup is nuts. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, unfortunately, I picked my shows out for the summer, and it was all before T1. Now I'm like kicking myself in the ass. <laughs> oh, you're not going to make it out? <laughs> I can't. Unfortunately, I cannot. No. Just suck it up and go. Happy uh, life, happy life, man. Be, that's sound <laughs> logic right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, when you have a wife and a child, that's it, not that easy. <laughs> hey, if I was long, close enough, I'd go. Family event. Yeah, family event. Yeah, my wife. My wife suffered through uh, mom's basement fest last year, so like she gets she's 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 done for a while. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. That was a good time. No, but that was such a good time. That was like the first time I met you and me and show, and we it was so much so cool. I think I bought like over a hundred bucks in beer that night. It was amazing. Yeah, I think eighty bucks of that was me and Matt. <laughs> no, no, oh, definitely. <laughs> it was like eighty bucks you and Matt, and then like twenty bucks for like my wife's Long Islands, and then like the rest was just like the the new like the uh, the bells I was drinking. Yeah, Nick just got a new job. If you guys didn't know, he is a uh, an official mousekeeper at Disney. <laughs> um, I did hear yeah. on. Uh, I listened to one of the uh, other. And uh, I think I picked that up. So congrats, man. Thank you. It's uh, it's way, way out of my fucking element, but it's really cool so far. Like the classes and stuff have been really uh, enjoyable. So I think I'll like it there. I just have a question. Like, is the t- official title Mousekeeper? No, no, that's oh. that's like uh like a nickname or whatever. Yeah. Damn, I actually kind of like that. <laughs> you're the keeper of the mouse yeah no it was, it was funny actually uh we had like fucking my first day of like disney university we had like elvis come in and he like was a representative for their union and then we had mickey mouse come in and give us our name tags and it was just really fucking odd but awesome <laughs> that's random yeah <laughs> very yeah <laughs> I didn't know Elvis was affiliated with Disney. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell that was all about, but he came in with like a Elvis fucking costume on, and he had like a pompadour and stuff. I mean, you would think they maybe like a Monsters Inc. character because like I can see that being Union, but not Elvis. But I, I mean, that's... is it like you know, comeback special Elvis in all black leather, <laughs> or is it like late seventies, like high on pills and overweight Elvis that came in? Yeah, it was the 70s, Elvis. All right, that's the one you want to see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's who you want representing you in your union. Well, yeah, speaking of work, work. so Matt, you're a truck driver, right? Uh, yeah, I've been a, a full-time semi-driver since about uh, 2008 for my day job, so... So, oh. so when, you, when you do that, do you, like, pick, like, the, you know what you want to pick up or your loads or how does that work? Uh, most of the time I've been a company driver. Um, I've not as of yet owned my own truck, um, but a uh, vast majority of my truck driving experience has been hauling mail for the postal service uh, through several different companies um, as a contractor. And I also, I've done a lot of different stuff. I used to be a test driver for the Eaton Corporation. Um, so my first jobs, um, I've driven just about, every type of truck you can think of. Uh, I've done corn harvest. Um, I'm doing like a seasonal sort of self-employed type of thing. Most, mostly nowadays I do self-employed uh, type of work for uh, like owner operators and stuff. But get more um, flexibility, um, you know, through the band stuff and that type of thing. So, sure. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't inflict with your, rehearsing or you're you know going to shows or do you have to plan it out in advance uh yeah usually um you know i've i've been trying to um keep things open so that we can you know uh do as many shows as we can and um for these five coming up in summer and then i'd like to do uh if we can figure out how to do it a bigger fall tour um to promote our upcoming lp um Oh, finally! As as far out as we can on that one. So uh, you're probably, I'm thinking, probably this fall. I wanted to get on Mom's Basement Fest 2022, but it looks like that's not going to happen. So 
but uh, anyway um but yeah um to your question um i, I mostly <laughs> do just uh uh like 1099 stuff you know for guys who own a few trucks or in whatnot um that 1099 work sucks though when it comes to tax time yeah you know i always think i'm saving away enough and then uh i'll always end up about somewhere around a grand you know yeah it seems like yeah uh, which is not too bad but uh but yeah you know so it's it's like they make it impossible to get right on the mark <laughs> but oh yeah still, absolutely i think it's i think it's still a good trade you know by company and you know having to deal with all the the rules and stuff so <laughs> but that's yeah absolutely I used to run yeah, a, uh, exactly a, it, a cleaning business and uh, I had to deal with all the 1099 stuff. So I know how that goes. I currently still owe them IRS like a couple thousand. So, <laughs> right. Well, you know, luckily my wife, those... does, uh, my wife does all our tax stuff. You know, she gets it all started out and, and uh, in that respect, I guess. <laughs> I don't I know. Oh, yeah. About my... it. Oh. Yeah, my wife does ours too. It's great. I don't have to worry about <laughs> worry about any of that shit. <laughs> so, Joe, what do you do, man? Uh, well, I freaking work for a bank. <laughs> so a, to- I'm the, a teller? No, no, no. I'm I, I work in the call center, so I basically sit there and make sure that the phone system runs. Oh, nice. That's cool. I'm yeah. sure you have some some horror stories dealing with customers, though. Oh, everybody has horror stories dealing with customers, man. Like it's part <laughs> of the course. Like anything involving the public is just bad news. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, totally. I, I work. Uh, I'm a wholesaler for an HVAC. Uh, com- you know, company, and I'm a I'm a salesperson. And man, some of those guys are real real piece of work to deal with. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, but nothing about that work bullshit. When you guys aren't. Doing your music, or you know, uh, just when you're Debbie downtime, what do you guys do for fun? What are, what are your interests? Well, uh, where do you want us to start? <laughs> yeah, wherever, wherever, there's, wherever there's, you want. I mean, I know last time I met you, Matt. Yeah, I know last time we uh, talked about D and D for quite a while. I know some of your interests. Joe, do you play D and D also? I haven't played D and D since like three point five edition. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, nerdy freaking paper. And pen games and board games. <laughs> yeah, aren't they on fifth edition right now? Yeah, they're on fifth edition yeah. now. Um, I I tried them all, but you know, I mean, it, they they just keep streamlining it more and more, and I just don't like it as much as three point five. No, I, yeah, I've only played fifth edition. I'm not familiar with three point five. Oh, uh, I mean, it's something about the older editions. Like there's just something about it. Maybe it's just uh, the nostalgia goggles, but that's the first time I prefer to play it. I remember I started uh, when it was still called Dragons, and uh, my mom got me the uh, the starter kit. But I I played well throughout third edition. I had a current game going, and um, I ended up kind of dropping off because of you know scheduling and stuff, work scheduling, whatever. But uh. Sure. It was pretty fun. Um, I, I have like a really good play group. I usually um, play with uh, this buddy of mine. He like he made his own gaming table with like a uh, like a flat screen TV, and so you can he load uh, like moving maps and uh, like the to scale you know movement. Thing. And uh, I was playing a a grung um, sorcerer ranger beastmaster. So basically, it's. And my mount was a giant frog, so I was playing a <laughs> person who rides a frog. <laughs> you show me your you show me your minifig. It's fucking that was so fucking cool. Yeah, I sort of cobbled together a, a mini for it, and um, the, pretty much my character's mo is using my sorcerer spell slots to shrink uh, enemies and then eat, them, uh, basically. So nice, Nick. You Which play D and D. No, no, I, I never got into it. I have a lot. I know a lot of people who have, but it's not my thing. Yeah, no, they each their own, man. Like, yeah, I mean, most of our stuff is pretty nerdy and about role playing games. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I I uh, just I was I got that kind of mad situation. 
I played for a while with my wife. We played one campaign with our group. And then, you know, we tried to start another one, but we had, we were working on a house. We had our daughter who's getting older. We just, we basically got kicked out in a nice way. It was like, yeah, we, we just can't do this. And it sucked because, like, I really liked my character I was playing. We, we got pretty far in, but it just, like, we can't do every weekend. It's just not a, it's just not a thing that can happen. And, you know, with my daughter could get sick, you know, any, like, any day. It just doesn't work out. But I want to pick it back up again because I, I loved it. Yeah, it's just something fun right. about just everybody getting together and having a couple drinks and pretending to be, you know, some weird fantasy character. Yeah, it was a a druid elf named Daisy Applebottom, and she was a she was a great character, and then uh, just couldn't play anymore. It sucked. Right. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, luckily, my group is uh, like we're all personal friends anyway, and so I'm I'm kind of still in the group MMS, you know, and they'll let me uh, uh, hop in. No pun intended. Um, so <laughs> <I'm>, and, <laughs> and you know, um, as far as the as far as the role playing goes, um, I I had the idea of I don't speak common, so like pretty much everything my character says is like. <laughs> no one can yeah yeah but fun so yeah nick common is like english and D. okay so yeah yeah i i literally know nothing about D. Yeah. so so like you can have a character that doesn't oh, really? speak common so like it only just speaks like mess and like and like just your bits of your cat and just like give me out so yeah right okay it's, it's fun that sounds cool yeah. but it's fun which is because i i basically suck at role playing <laughs> well, that, that, takes, that takes it all out of it though like that's all you can say is ribbit you're like you're basically Groot right. from guardians of the galaxy when you're, when you're exactly talking. dude exactly but yeah. everybody loves Groot, though right right yeah. that is true everybody does love that I, character i've been playing like that guardians of the galaxy video game and um fuck is it long i i don't think i've invested a top, like this is what time video game before, and it's it's a long game. It's really fun, and the story is really cool. But I just, I just, I feel like the more I play, I just I'm not getting anywhere in the game. You guys played that one yet? No, I haven't played any of the new Guardians like games. I know like it's already up for a bunch of awards. Oh, it's 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 just long. I didn't expect it to be that long. I think I played I like another. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, if you have Xboxes on the Game Pass, so it's, you know, it's easy to download. Know, if, I, if I play games, I want to play something like uh, really old school. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the game Infernax, but it's like a retro wave game. So uh-huh. it looks like Castlevania 2. Okay. I've heard, I've heard of it. I haven't played it, though. Well, that that is one of the most metal games ever, and it's done in NES <laughs> graphics. Like you're hitting people across the face with a mace, and you see their like head get sh- uh, shrunk in when uh, the mace hits them right in the head. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. <laughs> so you like you like the old eight uh, bit games, huh? Well, I like all games, but like it just seems lately all all the big AAA companies spend tens of millions of dollars to make. Call of Duty clone number four hundred and fifty-five. So I like exactly these like little indie developers, and it's like, hey, for ten bucks you can play this game. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one I played. It was a uh, it was a Backbone. It was a uh, indie game, but it was like a noir style kind of game. Like uh, like you're solving a you're solving a murder, oh, okay. but like you play as a raccoon. <laughs> and right. it's really, it's really cool. You think, and everything is based on the choices you make. Uh, it's, it was really cool. Did you ever play uh, Disco Elysium? Heard of that? No, nope. uh, I wanted to, but my video card like couldn't run it. So, but I wanted to play. Yeah, it. yeah, it's literally like a detective game. Like you wake up and you're like a sleazy detective, and you're hungover, <laughs> and that's how the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. It was. It's, I like. I like those immersive games. You immerse yourself in the character that you're playing, um, and that's what that that game did. 
And then I played a really depressing game uh, last summer called uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Have you guys heard of that one? Yeah, yeah. I played that a few years ago. You played it? Oh, my God. How depression of a game that was. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind games trying to make you like feel emotions but i don't want to feel depressed after i spent like six hours playing a video game and that's what that game did there was no happy ending yeah that game that game fucked me up for a while yeah that game really fucked with me because like you play as this family and like there's nothing but tragedy happens with this family and then you get to see how each person in the family dies and you play as that character and it's just like it's a it's it's a lot to take in (laughs) <laughs> like, that sounds uh, I wasn't, that sounds pretty abstract. Well, yeah, yeah. my boss told me about it. I was like, you check it out. And then I was like, this is not what I expected. And now I feel really bad about playing this game. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I have so many games in my backlog, too, where I, like, bought it and, like, played an hour of it and then never came back to it again. <laughs> that, was, that was me with the Super Nintendo. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you buy a game. And then you're like, oh, this game sucks. And then you, now you just you just have that game. Yeah. Have you guys yeah, heard of the uh, game? Uh, I think it's called To the Moon. Um, nope. I haven't heard I of the moon. I have, I have Curse of the Moon. Um, no. Yeah, there's, I was just thinking about that game. It's like a super emotional game. Okay, okay. Was, right. Yeah. Was it a PC game? Console game? Yeah, PC. Um, I'm trying to... It was so long ago since I played it. But I just remember, like, it was, like, super, super emotional to play. Like, I actually cried at the end of it. Look it up when... Look it up when uh, when we finish here. It's a really good game. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, there was... I think I've actually cried during a video game since uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Eris being killed at the end of Disc 1. (laughs) Yeah, I think... (laughs) I think the last game I cried at was I, I didn't even I don't I didn't even play it. I watched someone play this game. Um, are you guys familiar with like the, the YouTuber Markiplier uh, at all? Yeah. Okay. Know. So yeah, he's very annoying, but he's entertaining as shit to listen to. And he played this this game about like this this uh, it's like this these parents' point of view of their son having cancer <laughs> and. It was one of the saddest fucking games I've ever seen played, and I, I couldn't. I was like, "Why? Why? Why? Why?" I guess, uh, see, I, li- I like games like that though. But it's depressing as shit. I don't know, see. Like me, I'm the total opposite. I'm just like, look, my my regular life already sucks enough. I don't need to, to like <laughs> exactly adventure to go feel like more crap <laughs> just to be let down, right? Exactly. You want to you want to have a happy. You want to win. You want to say okay. a winner is you, not like, hey, thanks for, well, thanks for breaking me down. Well, then don't 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 check out the game I suggested. Then, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'll make a point not to that if it's <laughs> yeah, just gonna rip my heart out. Well, that's what it did to me. So, I know I play like a lot of horror games personally. Yeah, yep. Like that's by far probably my favorite genre. As far, as far as the video game side of things, uh, I would have to you, agree fully. Do you, do you play uh, that newer game? I think it's called like Dead by Daylight. I think it's called. It's the <laughs> one where yeah. it's yes, the I've one. A, I've played a bunch of it. <laughs> that's the one where, if I'm not mistaken, you you are either the the monster or like the uh, civilians, right? And you try to like light generators up or something. Am I wrong? Nope, that's Am the I, game. I, okay, that's it. Okay, I've played okay. an obscene amount of hours in that game. Yeah, so, it looks yeah. like a very um, nervous. I, like I, my stress will be through the roof. I can't play horror games like that. Um, uh, we'll see. That's the thing we, about uh, a horror should we, game. Is should we mention that you, show? Nah, <laughs> everybody can find out about it later. But no, in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> well tell her you can't do that you can't do that sure we can the show says no so the show says no okay what show, what show goes no show not, now you now you got us all sidetracked Matt. good job 
Bullshit. Yeah, it was trying such, to a, on the such a nice flow. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to talk about it, go ahead. Uh, we, we may or may not have a song uh, about that game coming out. That's all I wanted to say. Nice. Awesome. I'll not be playing it in the next uh, in the next five shows. So Sweet. Well, I won't be able to hear it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how these new songs go over with people. And then, yeah, I think they're going to... I mean, their first album was amazing. I can't, I can't imagine... That's going to be a disappointment and by any means necessary. It's going to be a banger. I have com- I have confidence. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, uh, w- I just wanted to talk about maybe one more horse. Sure. sure. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's called Goetia. Goetia, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, it's on. Um, and it's it's not like super depressing like the other ones. Uh, you know, you guys were discussing, but uh, it's a themed game, and it's kind of like a like a mist, you know. And uh, I think it's pretty cheap on Steam right now, but I definitely recommend it to any fan of the horror genre. And uh, you know, kind of a dark overtone. Sounds like my kind of game. Are you are you guys yeah, just like- as big as the? Hor- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I was just gonna say, you guys as big as the horror movies as you are, like playing horror games. Um, like, yeah, I do horror enjoy movie horror genre. Movies, yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I, mean, I do enjoy the genre. Um, I'm always looking for, uh, you know, new horror movies to watch. Most of the, most of the old obligatory classics, you know, uh, by and large. Uh, what I watched one just the other night. Um, it was called The Cellar. Um, it's like a newer one. It was okay. a I haven't heard of it. Watch. Um, yeah, it's just, it's about a family that moves into a house, and uh, it was owned by Mist, and he figured out this equation to open a new dimensional portal uh, without giving too much away. And uh, interesting. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'd give it like a I'd give it a solid like three and a half out of five. Um, a four if not for uh, sort of the ending, but not to give too much away. But sure, nice. Nice. So, so what's like, uh, like, like, what's your favorite horror movie? Both of you. Um, my personal favorite horror movie. Um, well, there, there's a lot I really love by Ari Aster. Um, I liked. That's uh, uh, one of my Rick. favorites. Yeah. I, well, and so, so then you'll like the seller because um, the actress who played Thomason in The Witch is in. Uh, I, I think anyway, if my memory is correct. Um is in the cellar i think yeah i would uh, definitely no, like it then i'm thinking no. of maybe northman i've been watching too many movies. i want to see northman that's <laughs> on my list too that's high on my list to see uh i watched that the other nights and see that and um that was really good um i i yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it anyway yeah well i really i really like i mean i've been getting more into horror in the past couple of years, I think I ever have uh, through my lifetime, um, just because I, I don't know, I don't know. I watched the movie Heritage, uh, and um, yeah, I really liked yeah. that style. And then then I watched Midsummer, and I love Midsummer. Um, oh, Midsummer! I don't, think great. I don't think you're supposed to love that movie, but I really enjoyed it. Like it, it's great. And then um, uh, today, that's I that's Ari Aster oh, too, right? Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, 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 that's Ari Aster too, yeah. And then, uh, and then today, I, I watched two like I guess horror films back to back. I watched uh, the Candyman remake, which was on my list for a long time, which I really liked. And okay. then I watched the M Night Shyamalan film Old, which was interesting. Um, I don't know. If very, you know either the first Candyman is like one of my favorite like horror movies, especially from the nineties. Is it? Did oh, you it see the remake? So no, I've been meaning to watch that too. I'm glad it's somebody a, liked it. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. But here, here's the thing about me: I'm not the best person to get to take advice from because I'm not very nitpicky. Um, if it's entertaining, I end up liking it. So, like, if if I think it's good, you might think it's the fucking worst movie ever. So, I'm not the best person to to judge that off to judge that off of. <laughs> all right, but uh, no, like the first Candyman, like pretty much all of Clive Barker's stuff has been great. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree, definitely. Like except for like the super low budget British stuff, like was it Rawhead Rex? Oh man, that movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, but I loved it. I never heard of that. I actually just recently watched Rawhead Rex. That's funny you brought it up. Oh really? Yeah, that movie like yeah, like I've watched all the Hellraisers, like pretty much everything he's done, like Midnight Meat Train, uh <laughs> Book of Blood. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's a there's an app that has all these uh, horror films from like full moon features I've been watching because they're so ridiculous. Like uh, the, oh, the one that the one that popped in my head was uh, Head of the Family. <laughs> that movie's fucking so crazy. Have you guys seen Have you guys seen Rockabilly Vampire? No, but it sounds great. Oh, um, I haven't seen that one yet. No. <laughs> It is. It's terrible, but it's great at the same time. It's a trauma film. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it's it's hilarious. It's hilariously bad. You know, that it's kind definitely of... worth watching. So, uh, it Matt, like uh, one of my yeah, favorite Japanese uh, ska bands of all things, is in a trauma movie. Like one of their songs is. Oh, what is it like? High standard or pot shot? Nope, it's pot shot. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're fucking uh, uh, Poltergeist. What some of that? Poltergeist. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> The Night of the Chicken Dead. You've told me about that band. You told me about that band. I think I sent you a song at one point. I believe you did a while back, yeah. Well, I'm going to go back to Rockabilly Vampire for a minute and just, I, <laughs> I highly recommend everybody watch that movie. Where can you find it? Uh, to be honest with you, I found it on uh, shit. I'm trying to remember, I think I found it on eBay. I was just like finding like random trauma DVDs to buy, and I stumbled upon that one. And uh, I do believe it is on YouTube right now for free. I don't know if it still is, but it was as of like two months ago. So hmm, nice. Yeah, it's it's know. it's horrible. <laughs> I don't know if it's on there, like, but. Uh... Bird, Birdemic one or two? Have you ever seen that? I don't know where you guys have come up with these names. They're very just making them up. <laughs> no, I, I, I've heard of that one. I haven't seen it though. Oh my god! So, if you want to see the horror movie with the worst special effects and worst acting <laughs> you've ever seen, it's Birdemic. <laughs> so I'm gonna look into it. Bird um, is the word. So basically, this <laughs> so this dude basically thought that he could make a movie that was a mixture of like an erotic thriller and Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, and oh, also the third movie that he Turn threw up. into the mix was An Inconvenient Truth by Al Gore. So all the birds are attacking <laughs> people because of uh, global warming. What the fuck? <laughs> and, Where do you find this shit? Oh god! Like, no, it, seriously, you need to look this movie up. Like, Birdemic, and all the birds attacking are like clip art from you know, just like Windows ninety five, <laughs> and they just flap around, it. and the birds like hit things, and then they explode. Oh, that sounds great! Oh, this yeah, movie is fantastic. You need to see it. I'm intrigued. <sighs> Yeah, big time. Oh no, I like hold on. I'm gonna put this in the the group chat so you guys can all take a look at this. But yes, please. Everyone <laughs> needs to see this. This is just unbelievable. Oh, and man. the fact that he released it and made a metric, you know, ton of money on this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that's... Give that a look. Yeah, I don't uh, know. To answer your original question, um, I guess I never... <laughs> we had one? I guess, I, never, I, guess, I, guess I, I never mentioned what my favorite movie is. Um, and uh, so I'd have to say uh, for myself, it would be um, a dark... came out around 2016, I want to say, um, which is a, kind of an odd uh, oddball, but um, very excellent movie. Um 
and uh, I would recommend it to any any fan of the horror, um, especially the occult horror genre. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I've never heard of that one. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, it's like um, um, this woman, her her uh, like kid's son has died. So she rents a, out basically a mansion and hires this uh, occultist guy to perform the Abramelin ritual, which is it like takes oh, like okay. six months to do or something. And it's the same thing Alistair Crowley did at the Bolskine house uh, on Loch Ness. Okay. Basically, if you you know, most people probably haven't read about that, but but um, it's yeah, it's a really great movie. Um, it used to be. I, I don't know if it is anymore, but that would have to be my number one pick. Oh. <laughs> so, nice. Definitely sounds interesting to me. Uh, I'm I'm big on like occult stuff, so. Oh yeah, same here, man. I have a vested interest in get and uh, I like literature and stuff. Um, so nice. So, yeah, yeah. Have you seen any of the uh, Alistair Crowley documentaries? Uh, I've, I've seen a good number of them. Uh, basically, whatever I can. T- on you know Amazon, YouTube, uh, or the like, um, and uh, I'm a certainly a fan of his literary works. Um, Moonchild. Um, unfortunately, I can't afford any of the first uh, printings of them. But yeah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's definitely a common interest. Hey Scott, didn't wasn't that fucking that shirt I got you on accident? Didn't that say Moonchild on it? Yeah, it did. I wore it the other day. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I got I got yeah, go uh, Scott a shirt for uh, Christmas, and well, you tried to, you tried to. I, I tried to, and it was a specific. <laughs> it was a specific shirt. I had it custom made, and uh, they ended up sending him this off the wall, completely fucking random shirt. And I don't remember what it looked like, but I just know it said Moonchild on it. It, and was, it was fucking blue. hilarious. It was blue with like some, with like some very like I don't know if it was like Native American art or like some symbolic art around it. It just said Moonchild. I was like, I don't, <laughs> if, if this is a joke, I'm not in on it because I don't understand the reference. And uh, it was it was supposed to be a wild sandal shirt because they wrote a song about me, not to brag. But um, <laughs> but but it was supposed to be this oh, just nice. their um, yeah, supposed to be just like the cover of a shirt, which I eventually got. But yeah, I was so baffled. <laughs> I wish I could have seen your face when you opened that. I was very confused. I guess they was like, "What's this?" I'm like, "I really don't know what this is." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just think of the I just look when someone says "moonchild," but that's just me. <laughs> so. That could have been the reference. You should take a picture of that shirt and send it in the group chat, Scott. Okay. It's a it's a weird book. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I want to start to. <laughs> 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 it's uh, it's it's definitely a strange book. I you know, but all of his books are strange, really. So <laughs> yeah, they really are. <laughs> he was definitely a uh, interesting person. So, yeah, the wickedest man in the world. I don't know. So, I don't know what you guys. I don't know who you guys are talking about. Well, you should look into it. I don't think I want to. I think I'm okay right where I'm at. <laughs> I don't. I think that it's, that's a black hole. I don't want to. I don't want to get into. I'm. I'm good. Like I'm good on that. It's definitely. Yeah, the less the less shit I know yeah. about like serial killers, the better off I'll be. So I, I'm okay right where I'm he at. He wasn't a serial killer. I whatever he did, I don't want to know. So let's just let's just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, let's fucking talk about something else. <laughs> so let's talk show, about food. Um, oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> His favorite uh, horror movie, unless it was the bird one. I no, I think he said. Man. Yeah, it was a Candyman. No, right? no, 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 no. Candyman was my favorite from the '90s, but of all time, uh, hands out probably the very first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Something nice. about that grimy, that grimy '70s footage. Dude, that movie's fucking brutal. I rewatched it like last year, and I, I can't get over how brutal that movie is. That one scene when he hits that dude in the face with a sledgehammer, and his body starts flopping. Yeah. <laughs> very, very brutal. 
It's a good movie, though. I mean, it is really well done too. I mean, it, that's Toby Hooper, though. That guy made oh, yeah. a lot of great films. Absolutely. I don't know, Matt. Have you ever watched Salem's Lot? Salem's yeah, that's always Lot. a good one, and uh, that's the from the Steve. Yeah, um, that's about like the vampires. Um, yep. And uh, but yeah, oh, Texas Chainsaw okay. Massacre. Choice. Absolutely. I was thinking of the Rob Zombie film. What was that? That was Salem something. That was really weird. His wife was in it. Um, oh, uh, Lord uh, Salem. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Rob Zombie made like one decent movie and then like one really commercial movie. <laughs> and then yeah. after that, everything he's made has just been garbage. Yeah, I'm not oh, a fan. I, I, I kind of liked uh, Halloween by him. Or I kinda no, like, so, like like I said, Halloween is his commercial movie. That was the one that he made to make a bunch of money. His good movie was House of a Thousand Corpses. You didn't like that with okay. Rejects? It was mediocre to me. Like yeah. I don't know, it just didn't really do anything for me when I watched it. I cringe a couple times, but, but I, <laughs> <laughs> there's some of those scenes I can't handle. There's just some scenes that like I, the one that sticks with me is the remake of Hills Have Eyes. I haven't seen the original, just the remake. And there's a rape scene in that film, which I just, like, that turned me, I, I just couldn't, you know, it just felt so, like, in my gut, I felt terrible for watching, like, what was about to happen? I can't handle that I shit, mean, man. Wes Craven was uh, pretty brutal with that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that wasn't, me. like, what else, like, uh, was it Last House on the Left? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I mean, all those, like, I don't know, like, I, th I think the 70s had better horror movies overall than the 80s did. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think 80s kind of got, like, to more like the, the comedic horror films a little bit. Yeah, like, more you know, Jason Mon Freddy's. Well, yeah, like, 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 Monster Squad, was that 80s? Mm -hmm. I think it was late 80s, yeah. That was a good movie, though. Yeah, I like that one. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see uh, Little Monsters? It's not really a oh. horror movie. Red Savage and, and Howie Mandel? No, it has Howie yeah. Mandel in it. That is a horror movie. That's <laughs> fucking terrifying. So who, who put shit in my apple juice, right? When he, when he <laughs> jar or whatever. <laughs> my favorite part. Uh -huh. Yeah, that I love that fucking movie. That's so nostalgic to me. I I love that movie as a kid. Same, yeah. On, I watched that. I was I was born in '86, so I was yeah, watching I was, that as a kid. So I was born '87, so okay. So we're, we're show where are you born? I was '83. <laughs> I was '88. <laughs> well, now we know who the baby is. But so man, oh, birthday today. Hey, oh, oh happy birthday no, to her! Happy birthday. I was going to get uh, to like a little like, um, you know, a little background of the Zoonoids, um, like how you guys, you know, got together or whose idea it was, or if you guys know each other for a long time, just a little bit of the, of the backstory, if you guys don't mind sharing. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, Sho and I uh, went to high school together. Um, how long? Have, I think I met you. We met in what, 99 or 2000 show? Yeah, I think it was 2000. Yeah, yeah, because uh, ska punk bands in high school called S. And uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I played drums in the band. Show played guitar and sang actually, and then it was um, Ryan from Functional Citizens um, on bass and vocals. Um, who actually, my dad and uh, Ryan's dad were in a band in the early '90s called Crash Dummies. So that's kind of how uh, Show and I met through Ryan. Um, not crash and... test dummies. No, no, no not no. crash <laughs> crash dummies. And I don't, I don't okay. think like I don't think they had even heard of the crash test dummies, you know, because this is like 1990, uh, okay. 91, sure. and and um, I I had known Ryan since we were just kids because I'd be you know over our uh, they practiced at, like Ryan's place, um, you know, and so. I'd be over at their band practice when I'm like, you know, five years old, you know, we'd be playing Nintendo and stuff. And uh, so, so anyway, um, 
yeah, Sho and I played uh, in a ska band called Test Card F, and I've, we've basically been friends since, you know, for what, for over 20 years since high school. So That's amazing. That's awesome. <clears throat> it's been a long time. Yeah, man. And so um, I guess with, uh, you know, Zoonoids, of course, uh, the I think the, the reason Test Card F really exists because I was so, I was like, what, 13, 14, and I really couldn't, I couldn't go to like any bars or establishments <laughs> you know so. sure sure it's early well, I mean, you know i have to get my, all my that parents stuff permission back in the day i mean yeah i don't know like uh literally like for how zonoid started was you and i tried to make some hardcore after both our bands imploded essentially yeah you know basically so um we had demoed out actually I think six, five or six songs in, uh, what was it show? 2016, 2017 or so. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, and I was actually playing drums on them. I was uh, playing a live drum kit and this was just on my base, uh, excuse me, basement, uh, something we recorded on my iPad, I think. And, um, I think we, we did like spheres, Michigan indifference, um, and a couple others, where you played guitar, I played drums, and then I think I played bass, right? Yeah, I mean, we demoed it all out, and then nothing happened because we were trying to find a singer. And I'd say, like, probably like 10 months after we did all that, like 10 or 12 months, you sent Teenage Werewolf over, and then I was like, all right, we're making a band, fuck it. <laughs> well i absolutely I think love that fucking song yeah. thanks man I, I appreciate that yeah well wasn't it though show wasn't it, i think it was a little longer than 10 months because we do you remember we did these uh in my basement like right around 2016 2017 but i didn't start then i had just like we had uploaded the demos to like um i think lander like the auto auto mastering website i don't know you guys probably have oh yeah that, but... i know that place <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so, and I just left them sit in the Lander Dropbox, because, um, you know, it kind of fizzled out, we lost them. Then it was, uh, I think, show, it was uh, February 2019, February or March 2019, when we came back to this stuff. Yeah, something like that, I don't know, but, no, we came back to it, I mean, you did Teenage Werewolf, and then you and I just started bouncing ideas off of each other for a good eight months. Well, actually, it wasn't wasn't the first one I sent you. She's not a deep one, because I had started. Oh, that's right. started no, it was. She's not a deep one, and then I love that song. Yeah, werewolf right after it. Song so killer. Yeah, no, 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 I had sat one. down. Man, oh, that's like ahead, lyrics man. from like, God, like I was still trying to figure out like what I wanted to do in Functional Citizens, and I sent you like, uh, she's not a deep one in like what 2013. <laughs> like way yeah back. i remember wow. it was 2012, 2012 or 2013 and that's when you first had sent me the uh, death by television record uh to and when i first heard it and i i remember all this because i was um staying in like uh like on, on work assignment like pretty much living in a once and i remember driving around oddly driving around my semi um in like around kentucky and tennessee and bouncing those lyrics back and forth with you and hearing the Lillingtons for the first time uh, right about 2012, 2013. <laughs> so, and um, I had, I had, um, you know, picked everything back up, uh, you know, regardless of, you know, all that stuff. Uh, right about uh, March 2019, February 2019, I remember I had quit my job and I was feeling kind of bummed out. And uh, I went back to those Lander. I remember those lyrics to She's Not a... I just started writing, writing, you know, demoing songs. Um, awesome. Pretty soon we finished the ones that we had been working on, including She's Not a Deep One, and show wrote like 90% of those lyrics. I just filled in some blanks. But then I wrote some music for it, and I finished out those like five or six we demoed on Lander. And then I also had um, not only sitting down and writing uh, tunes myself, like uh, Teenage Werewolf and our... Uh, I basically just kind of stayed up all night and wrote out. Um, show and I started to write, you know, stuff together too. And, and pretty soon we had enough material for uh, the whole album. So yeah, yeah. So then, 
how did you guys get in touch with Hey Pizza then in May? How did how did that who who reach out to who first? Oh well, that's pretty well, funny because had... uh, like I like what well, like we had literally finished demoing out uh, five songs that you had actually sat down and really mixed. Like I remember you. Well, were it was all of them that. actually. It was all it was all twelve or thirteen of them that actually the twenty nineteen demo. All of those songs we demoed out every song on the record. Wow! Not just the four that are on our Bandcamp, but the reasoning was the reason I the reason I put those four up is because for some reason I had the idea that uh, would fit on a seven inch. But still, okay. on my hard drive is every every single one of those songs demoed out um, in the same way wow. that those four are. I, I just haven't. Uh, <laughs> so, well, that's awesome. But uh, no, not to interrupt. So. Um, had put those four up in like what a Facebook group? Yeah, we I put it up in like a Facebook group, and I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll see like what people think of this. Mm-hmm. And it was up for probably about you know thirty five, forty minutes, and then Nate started messaging me asking me if there was more stuff. So I just sent That's him a link to a bunch of other songs, and it was pretty funny after. I sent it to him. He was just like, well, let's put it on vinyl. Like, it happened real quick. That's awesome. (laughs) That's so cool. And, uh, yeah, that was... Nate's been great to work with, you know, and and actually, um, that's why I I basically built uh, my own home studio PC from scratch um, after that. Uh, over the course of like what about about eight months to a year show or something like that yeah something uh, uh yeah probably say it was like around eight months and then um i like we sat down together um and re- uh in my house what here on the the zone um yeah i mean that's so and, and some of the some of the parts I ended up re- parts um like the lead on time of judgment is the same as it was on the demo, um, just because I, okay. I was trying to redo it, and I couldn't seem to. I don't know. It's weird sometimes, and you're recording, and you seem to get the same, uh, you know, feel, <laughs> even though you're playing through like nicer stuff. Uh, but we we pretty much sat part of all that stuff, um, and also Matt B, our our um, you know old lead guitarist, um, and, uh, you know, to a lot of the lead parts as well. Um, Insmith was him. Um, Dos Fuertes was all Matt B. That that was instrumental. Amazing. Oh, it's yeah, so that, fucking that, rad. Yeah, no, I got to give credit Dude, that, you know, that, for that because. Yeah, that song. Yeah, gets go my, ahead. Like fucking, that song gets just my my you know adrenaline going when I hear that. So good. That was originally that was originally just uh just chords. You know, there was absolutely no lead over it, and uh, it, it was kind of. Uh, lackluster, you know, if you will, and um, uh-huh. so I suggested to Matt, like, why don't you just do a surf freakout part, you know? And uh, he he had a, like a really nice Stratocaster, and he sat down, he yeah. did that in like two takes, and it just literally just lit it on fire, you know. I just couldn't awesome. believe what I was hearing. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, good. Yeah, um, that's cool, man. And. That that's him uh, playing lead at the uh, at the end of Spheres, um, kind of like the outro lead. Like pretty much everything you hear that sounds like uh, advanced lead playing or is Matt. So I gotta give okay. you know. And he also played lead on um, our upcoming uh, LP as well on a lot of songs. So nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to hear what you guys have coming up. LP yeah, me too. It's gonna be pretty cool. I mean, yeah. the art for it's great. The layout's great. The way the songs are arranged, the the flow of the entire record is good. I'm excited yeah. for people to actually get their hands on that. So, is there is there a big um like so what what is the I, I hate using this word but I'm gonna ask the scene in Michigan where you guys are in Kalamazoo is it very is it very punk influenced or is it more there's, um, there's no scene so nothing? there's there's really nothing here. say that but um. The I, the scene did take a COVID because we had a really great venue here called uh, Shakespeare's Lower School, mm-hmm. and you know they would occasionally book uh, bigger acts. Like I saw Telekinetic Yeti there, um, you know, in 2017, I think, and uh, 
Joe and I both played there multiple times. Fans and uh, so that that closed and the scene took a hit, I would say. And um, also there was a place called Louis Trophy House that was, you know, as far as punk and metal bands. Uh, and you know they stopped. Of course, they had to start doing something different during COVID, right? So, well, sure. they stopped I, I don't doing know. Music, I don't like years before anything COVID related at Louis. Like that was the thing. Like a lot of the venues were already they were doing stand up comedy night for a while, and uh, well, you know, debatably, but they were doing stand up comedy for a while there. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is we don't have them anymore either. So, um, you know, basically, it's I'm not going to in here, uh, but. Uh, you know they're they're a big part of the uh, the local scene, and as far as if you want to go out like a you know a punk or metal band, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's we still have some as far as punk around here. Um, I don't know you you would know better than I as far as you know the active pan, but <laughs> well that's what I'm saying. Like there's not really a punk scene here because most of the venues have been having a hard time just even having any bands show up. I mean, it was even prior right, to this. I right. like every venue was just struggling to get live acts still, and a lot of them ended up having to go the DJ route. And it's an oh, unfortunate, really? it's an unfortunate like sign of the times. But yeah, that's what's been happening lately, at least around here. Um, I know it's easier on the venues to have just like one person in a you know macbook pro show up rather than you know three four right. dudes in a band and that's what sucks is this like it's i don't know i prefer seeing three four guys just shred guitar and drums and all that and oh that's some guy then somebody press a button me as well but i mean that's just something that like i think everybody has to deal with but i don't know like um I think part of the reason too is uh, for us here, it's just harder because we're off the beaten path as well. You know? Yeah. Like it's a yeah. out of the way area to get to. And then. Have you ever, have you ever reached out to Bells? Uh, Bells occasionally has some really, really good shows. I mean, that, that place has always done very well as far as having bands come through. Have you ever reached out to them? Um, we haven't because. Uh, there hasn't been a point yet. <laughs> I mean, I've played there twice. You've played, you've played there before. Um, uh, so yeah, I have played there before. Um, I've played there with other bands. Um, they just they have good metal shows there. Um, uh, friends of ours, uh, a really great local metal bands. Um, they played there recently. Um, I wanted to go see them there, but uh, I had something going on. But um, didn't you just see? show i did see muster plug of bells sick yeah i missed out on that one i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm bummed oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah muster plug is great like i, I mean there's no the there's no there's no re- like reason i'm sorry with nicholas scott he fucking hates it i <laughs> i like it i there's a lot of bands i love but it's not his cup of tea so just, no, I mean, I my, my wife likes it i just i can't stand it i don't know i don't know like, my I, wife likes mustard plug though I've been a a fan of ska. I mean, I think it comes from being a band geek as a kid. You know, you understand yeah. how hard it is to actually like write horn lines into a song. I would have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I appreciate about it is, uh, you know, the musical complexity. And then plus it's in my wheelhouse because, you know, you're a band geek. That's what you're used to playing with. Sure. No, that makes sense. I'm not a band geek and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, Streetlight Manifesto a lot when we saw him show. I know that was like forever. But, uh, oh, yeah. They, that they, was they like were up, great. Up at, up at the intersection. Yeah, dude, that, they were fucking awesome. Like, I like Ska personally. Um, I like the Mushman Ska band. They're great. I was like seeing yeah, them. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, they're a lot of fun. I, I mean, saw Big D live last year, and that was oh, really? two, uh, two two years ago. Yeah, Big D came to Chicago with Goldfinger and Planet Smasher, and I like Goldfinger, not my favorite, but I really wanted to go see, really wanted to see Big D play, and they were amazing. I mean, me personally, I'd rather see the Planet Smashers, but they were amazing too. Uh, but Big Big D, I, I'm a huge fan of. 
uh, and they just they killed their set. And they had the dude from uh, Suicide Machines, and they colored knowledge from Op Ivy, which was really great. And it was a fun show. In fact, I think Aquabats and this and Jake are touring in Chicago soon with Bowling for Soup, which is kind of like oh, uh, ruins uh, it for me. Uh, I don't like them. And I don't know if I would go just to see those two and then like have to stay for Bowling for Soup. I don't think I could do it. So I don't know. Like That was the thing about Scott. Like, I get a lot of people don't like it because there are so many derivative bands, but you could say that about like everything in the 90s, though, too. I mean, definitely so many bands. Yeah. You know, just trying to get signed and doing the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. I actually, I like traditional rock steady. Like, oh, okay. 60, 60s, like the whole skinhead rock steady thing. I, I enjoy that. I just don't like the third wave Scott. No, I get it. Like, not liking the third wave stuff. Like, um, there's there's a lot more like hard and the stuff uh, from like the rock steady, uh, you know, old school two tone era. But, I don't know, like, there's some really good stuff that came out in the 90s that a lot of people don't listen to. I don't know if you ever listened to Against All Authority or, like, Link 80. Actually, I I will say that I do like Against All Authority. I think they're good. Have you ever heard Leper? No. Black Metal Crust Ska Band. Oh. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so... There's some good stuff. It's just you got to actually dig pretty deep to find it. I think they're from like so, Canada or something like that. So you just won him with the word black metal. So. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 huge into black metal. So uh, I mean, we like doom and thrash. So uh, playing leper yesterday, or was it something different? Yes, I did play a little bit of leper yesterday. Okay. So I did. I did like them. Yeah, man. I'd suggest um, like high standard too. Like I'm, I'm a casual fan of ska, and most of what I know show has turned me on to. But I, I really like high standard. Oh yeah, high standard's phenomenal. I'll check it out. I'm definitely interested in the whole black metal <laughs> element of that band. So the uh, what is it? Lep. What? Can you send me a link in the group chat? Leper. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Nick, you got anything for these for these dudes? No, we've covered all my favorite topics: horror movies, video games, music. So hopefully, well, Matt, it wasn't too disappointing. Um, well, no, hopefully we weren't disappointing for you guys. I hope you. I hope your time felt like it was, you know, valid, not like a, a waste. <laughs> no, it's been fun. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, I, no, I, thank you both. I, I, I apologize sure, if I. If I'm walking on anyone, I think I I think I have some type of delay in my mic here or something. So like the no, you, is, you, so it's been fine for both of you. And um, I want to thank you both so much for joining us tonight. It has been a pleasure. Thanks for taking time out of your schedules to just bullshit with us. We love we love doing this. And you guys have been excellent. I'm so glad I get to know you guys. And you know, I can't wait for what holds for the future for the Zoonoids. And um, you know, this is the part where you know we leave. The door opens. If you see that you guys want to plug, promote, now's your chance. The floor, the door is yours, and our mouths are closed. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. And um, I guess uh, you know, be sure to pick up a copy of our uh, Split with Proton packs uh, from Mom's Basement Records, Hey Pizza Records, um, I Buy Records, Pian Folks, and Endless Attention Records for the Australian folks. Um, be sure to keep your eyes out for the. Uh, the upcoming uh, comp uh, that we're on. Uh, uh, we're playing five shows uh, coming up pretty soon. Um, we're playing Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Bar and Grill on Friday the 27th. Uh, we're playing Slasher Fest at Bar 13 in Wilmington um, Saturday the 28th. And then uh, June 10th, we're playing T1 Fest at Reggie's Rock Club in Chicago. Uh, June 11th, we're playing the Buzzbin in Canton, Ohio, uh, with Gatlin and Rocky Dennis Face. And uh, the 12th, we'll be playing Punk Fest in Bloomington, Illinois, at Night Shop. Chances for uh, the East Coast and Midwest folks to uh, come come and hang out. Um, we have new merch, uh, new shirt designs. Uh, we will have vinyl for sale 
uh, at the merch table um, for all of these. Um, not only yep. our vinyl, but um, a selection from the Hey Pizza. Um, yeah, man. Um, I can remember off the cuff uh, show. Did you, did you? Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, I mean you pretty much covered everything. I mean, yeah, pick up a vinyl, uh, come hang out, see us at the shows if you can. Um, it'd be cool to see some faces at the last time we went out to Delaware. Um, hopefully uh, we we'll got see new a few shirt designs. we already know yeah new shirt designs i've been wrapping a bunch up today and also <laughs> yeah. scott um you know just drag your family i mean if you have to tie them <laughs> up and throw them in your trunk and drive to <laughs> t1 fest you should oh that's tempting <laughs> my yeah, follow-up question to yeah follow-up question to your merch table though are you guys gonna have uh all of your um, color variants for the for the uh, split at the at um, merch booth. We will have the red and green. Um, we have a good number of split proton packs. Yeah, we'll have that awesome. at the merch booth, and we'll also have the second pressing of the vinyl and orange. Um, we have like I think more orange ones than green, but uh, and uh, like I said, we've also got. Um, a bunch of great stuff uh from the hey pizza catalog um we've i think some of the pep talk records um i have i have like a box of them i feel bad i can't remember all the we have uh, some of the emojis <laughs> record on, hold, hold on hold on um, uh man I'll, I'll i'll cover you so we got the teen yeah, idols <laughs> we got the jagger holly windowsill split uh we got young rochelle's and i think that's it man no, we also have the Lemojis 12-inch, uh, the oh, Pep yeah, Talk 12-inch. Um, we also have the, the Kurt Baker combo live at Punk Rock Reduno. And, nice. Um, I, feel, I feel like really bad if I'm missing one, but I have the box out in the kitchen, and I'm like in the back room of my house. <laughs> so I can get up <laughs> so, I, right mean, I think we covered everything. So pick up our stuff and then pick up some of our label-made stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's for everybody. Pick up Mm-hmm. Yeah, be the cool kid on the block with the hip vinyl. That's right. Pick up both <laughs> red and green and orange and green vinyls, folks. And we'll still have CDs of the self-titled too, as well. Yeah, we'll have CDs of our self-titled and our split with um, Halloween AD, where we cover Sam Hain, uh, the Capcom, uh, excuse me, Capcom Heroes cover the Misfits. Um, so, and also uh, speaking of Capcom Heroes show, they're playing Saturday in D1 Fest, right? Yes, they were playing Saturday night with Dan Vapid. So I believe the Crushers. If I'm not mistaken, Gun Heroes will also have a selection of vinyl from Hey Pizza Records, uh, the same as us Saturday night uh, T1 Fest. So if you're going Saturday night, you know, check out their Hey Pizza catalog as well. Yeah, Capcom got added to represent. Yeah, uh, Capcom got added to the Queer Show too down in Indy. Yeah, it's them and uh, was it Nifty Scullet? I think. Did I see that? It's like the Jasons, the Queers. I thought it was I thought it was Jason Queers, Raging Nathan's, and Cab Gun. Well, I I I don't know. Like I mean, anyway, good shows. Anyway, that that's it's insane. How like the dry spell is like over, <laughs> and like it's just I mean, a even flood. going out on the road. Yeah, yeah, we uh, yeah, it's crazy. But dude, thank you both so much for your time. I had absolutely yeah, thank you. Yeah, and um, thanks for having us. Oh. oh, anytime you want. There, there's no question asked. You guys are great friends, and can't wait to do it again. But you know, good luck with everything, and can't wait to see what we have in the future. And for our listeners, we will see you next week and fill your ear holes with something different. Good night, everybody.